Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. Here we go with Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I'm your host. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Apple Podcasts, app, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much. Appreciate you all the same. Sports are a little crazy right now. There's a lot to go on, a lot going on. There's a lot to keep up with. And it's almost even challenging to figure out what exactly to talk about day in, day out. You know, you want to hit everything. You want to hit MLB playoffs. You want to hit the NBA Finals. You want to hit NFL always because it's so exciting and people love it. But where do you go? we got to talk about it all. That's what we're going to try to do here on Subway Sports Talk. Let me give you a little inside look at our week. we got baseball coming up in this episode. We're talking Yankees because they they play first. Tuesday night, the playoff start in baseball is going to be exciting. And then later in the week, we're going to touch on basketball before the final start. Talk about LeBron and the Heat. His old team, Spolstra, Jimmy, Bam. Exciting stuff. And then, of course... Some week three roundup, week four preview stuff with NFL as well. So that's what the week is going to look like. Looks like we're going Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday perhaps with episodes, but that's what we're here for, give you the content. Usually I get my guys in here before I do that whole spiel, but I wanted to get it out of the way. Let me ask you this, Alec Argento, what's up? What's up? What's what's been top of mind for you? Because that's the question I asked on Instagram today. With all these sports going on, it's a little bit overwhelming. You got to figure out what you're going to watch, what you're expending, expanding your energy on. What's top of mind for you right now? I mean, I don't really have much to go on here because I'm just a New York sports fan who only gives a shit about the Yankees, the Knicks, and the Giants. And Knicks didn't make the playoffs, and not that they would make the finals anyway. And uh, Giants are a steaming pile of crap right now who are just getting worse and worse each game. So mm-hmm. Yankees playoffs. But I, I got to be honest with you because I'm a little burned out from sports, if, uh, if I can say that. And uh, – Keep it a hundred. Yeah, and uh, and you know this season just it, it it feels like the biggest slog in the shortest time ever. So, especially maybe that's just a, a product of the Yankees playing you know uh, in spurts, only good at times and only bad at times. But uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling great going into the playoffs, and it doesn't even feel like the playoffs for me. Yeah, and perhaps it's just a little bit of circumstance too, right? Like your your brain's accustomed to certain things happening. Basketball had the luxury of getting started, getting like what three quarters of the season underway. Uh, and then they restarted. So it was weird, but, like, we had at least enough to go on to feel semi-normal about it. Football, despite there being no little to no fans, we're getting a full season, you know, if all things continue to go well. So that feels almost normal. Baseball is the only one where you didn't get to go through the full process of excitement, 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 you know, summer lulls, and then pick up again. And it's just been one sprint, and now we're here. So Andrew Kalanya, also with us, Designated Hitters Baseball episode coming up. What's up with you, dog? Hey man, I'm I'm really excited to break down uh, Game Six of uh, the Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Where's my music? Where <laughs> the Stars can uh, Where is uh, control the neutral zone and uh, force a Game Seven. See, I could I could mute Alec because we're at, we happen to be in the same room today, but I I can't mute you. I'm sure I could figure out a way to do it on the Zoom call, but you know what? The hockey talk. I you know, I, I think I had like three people respond to the Instagram today with some hockey stuff, but you can just feel the sarcasm because even hockey fans, <laughs> I think, at this point, accepted like. It just ain't it on the national no, like stage. It's, it's not. just not like 
You can complain yeah. until you're blue in the face unless you catch Don LaGreca in a moment they allow him to talk about hockey. You're not getting it on a big show. You're just not going to do it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, but no, there's the only, the only groups of people that care, the people uh, the like the, the 20 people in Dallas and uh, you know, Tampa's got a pretty good following, but uh, well, yeah. I'm not but trying to it. say that's there's it. no that's hockey it. fans, but when you're a hockey fan, you know, you might catch some highlights on sports center. Other than that, you got to seek it out. You got to seek it absolutely. out. Baseball is like, pretty close to that but like depending on where you go especially if you're a big local sports listener you'll get shit ton of baseball right so that's different hockey you don't even get on the local level all the time so that's interesting but uh, basically what i want to do to start this conversation off because we're not going to talk about you know daniel jones and sammy sammy d as as an icebreaker here we're going to save that misery for later in the week let's just talk about where this baseball season is at right and and how we feel about this setup so the extended playoff we, we spoke about in recent pods. And one of my sentiments or questions was like, who asked for this, right? Like who cared? Why did we need to do this? Was it just a good time to try it? And Andrew, you have a take that you kind of mentioned before that makes sense of why they wanted to do it other than the obvious money implications. So as a fan of a specific team and a fan of the league, how are you feeling now that the brackets actually here and you're expecting all these series to be played? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Cause you know, this is the first time it's ever, it's ever happened, but there's, there's so many teams in here that uh, on a normal circumstance that, that they wouldn't be in the playoffs. Uh, you know, the MLB did, did the 16 team uh, bracket just to make sure that the, the big guys didn't miss out. And unfortunately, you know, if this was a normal playoffs, the Yankees wouldn't have made the playoffs here. You know, you would have all these, these weird teams going in. So, uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm a, I'm a little nervous. Uh, to be honest with you, but um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of ready and ready to go. And, and baseball is always one of those sports that I don't know. You don't want to say any team could win because that might be a stretch. But realistically, all teams are going into the playoffs thinking we could. There is a path for us to make it and win the World Series. We've seen it happen recently. The Nationals, right? Every time the Marlins have made the playoffs in their illustrious franchise's career, they've won the World Series. And they were never, you know, looked at as powerhouses going into those playoffs. So we know it can happen in baseball. Uh, Alec, do you think it's more likely, and we're going to get into some more specifics about the actual teams, but do you think it's more likely for a bad team or, you know, not as top-tier team to make it and win the World Series uh, with this expanded playoff? Or actually, maybe more likely that a powerhouse will come out on top because the, the thick will rise to the top. Yeah, I actually cream, disagree with you. I think I think the cream, cream rises to the top. What did I say? I the, just th- gonna, the thick? It was weird. I didn't like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, if these were just like one game playing wild card games for, for all the teams, then yeah, any anything can happen on any random game. But, you know, I mean, not that a three-game set is going to show who the greatest team is 100% of the time like a seven-game series typically does, but... You know, I, I think that I think that you're not going to see a lot of, you know, like these teams that's kind of snuck in at the end, or like I, I don't think that the, I don't know. I guess I, you could say the Astros, but, but you know, the Astros Astros have the pedigree, but I don't think they're a great team, and I don't think they're going to win, right? I just don't. I don't think that that's going to be. I think the cream's going to rise to the top in a three game series. You're going to have a couple outliers, but in fairness, you usually have a couple outliers in an ALDS and an NLDS every year. Usually, one team sneaks in that you didn't expect it. Look at the Nationals last year, like you were just saying. So, um, but you know, I, I, I think that ultimately, at the end of the at the end of the year, one of the teams that's going to win is not going to be a Marlins, right? I think it's going to be one of the the blue chip teams out there. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You're, go, you're going talent, against history by saying will, that. Talent will, uh, will will definitely speak for it at the end of the day, but you you also can't discount uh, you know 
just a young team that doesn't know any better. Like the if the Blue Jays somehow like topple the topple the Rays, like I I I I might think like the Blue Jays might might make it a semi deep run uh, going into the playoffs, uh, going going deep into the postseason. Like you know you know, you have you have those talented teams, but like there's just a lot of there's a lot of spunk in some mm. of those younger yeah. a lot of the younger teams and those those lower seeds in the AL, especially in the AL, that I feel like that they'll definitely feel like they're just like, why not? Why not us? Yeah, but, you know, that kind of happens every year in, in, in March Madness. And me and Petey always talk about this because I always root for the the underdogs that, you know, have no mm. business being there. And they may win a game. They may win two or three mm. games. You're coming around. But Well, I'm just being honest. I mean, as much as I'd love to see a 16 seed win it all, but it never happens. You know, the, the ones, twos, and three seeds are the, who's going to be in the final four. Mm. So that's that's how I see it. You're going to see a couple teams that you don't expect to, to go forward when there's this many people in the – in the playoffs, but the ones who are going to win are going to be the teams that we expected to win. It's, I think it's going to be, you know, a Dodgers or a, a Yankees or a Rays or something like that. I don't feel confident in the Yankees, but I'm just saying that as an example. You know, it's right. going to be. A team it wouldn't be shocking if they were. Yeah. if they were in for the long haul. Yeah, and no, no, no one's going to be sh- surprised if it's Yankees, Dodgers in the World Series. Right, and in my opinion, that's a very grounded take. Like that's just smart. Like you, you really look at all these Cinderella stories. And they're usually, you know, their Cinderella story ends in the Sweet 16, yeah. Elite Eight at tops, maybe Final Four if you're real lucky. Like, And it's cute. It's fun. But realistically, and it's the same conversation I was just thinking about with the Lakers and the Nuggets. Like, it would have been really cool for the Nuggets to beat the Lakers and play in the NBA Finals. But, like, in the NBA Finals, don't we want to see LeBron? Like, even if you're going to lose, even if LeBron's going to lose or you're going to root against him, you kind of still like want him. Well, there. that's not my argument. I disagree with you on that. I'd rather see the Cinderella story than to see LeBron. See, but I think that's where you're lying to yourself. Like, do no, you actually want to watch the Marlins? Well, in the in the World Series, no. I, I I love the I love the chance that a team that nobody that, that's what sport that's what's so great about sports. No, to me, false is that, hope is what sports are all about. Sure. Well, th- <laughs> I, I'm a Knicks fan. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, <laughs> I watch the Giants every week, uh, saying, "Well, we're only one game out of the playoffs. We're only two <laughs> games out of the playoffs. All we need is to win two or three in a row." I mean, like, this is what I do to myself. So yeah, I mean, but I I like that. I'd ra- I'd rather have the hope of somebody else than to uh, worry about. Uh, I don't know. I just I'd rather have the hope than to watch a team that you know is going to win. Like I, I, that's why I always hate the NBA finals because nine times out of 10, it's you, it's who you expect. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think nine times out of 10 is probably strong, but I do know what you mean. I just, I always try to root for greatness to collide. So I want to see the Dodgers versus, uh, but greatness is whoever wins. So if, if they win, then they're great. You know, I mean, if that's the, Mar- point. if the Marlins like, happen no to one thought win, the Raptors were great until Kawhi and them uh, won the championship. And now we look at Kyle Lowry as a championship player. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I mean, I just I'm saying I want to see Yankees Dodgers. I don't want to see Marlins versus the uh, White Sox. Not gonna, yeah, not gonna That's excite fine. me. I guess, but I mean, you know, I, the, the, those are those are two kind of boring teams anyway. I don't really think that those are like. Don't talk about Tim Anderson. But like, like if if I saw I don't know if I, if I saw the Twins uh, in in the World Series, that's a team that would be pretty cool to watch. And I hate the uh, you know I don't really hate the Twins. They don't really do anything for me. But you know, in terms of who their, their history and how often they go to the playoffs and miss out, and how good the teams have been over the past thirty years just for nothing. I mean, that'd be cool to see them in the play in in the World Series if they're playing a Reds team who just kind of got scraps from other teams and turned them into into a World Series team. That'd be cool too. You know. I agree. All right. Well, I tried. <laughs> I tried to, you know, give it. I mean, I still kind of feel how I feel. I think it's one of the things where, not you two in particular, but some people 
who are kind of just haters of the big teams don't realize that they feed off rooting against those like those big teams in the biggest moments. Like the Cowboys, I hate. Like they're the only team in sports I probably actively root against consistently, and even some of their players I like and root for. But like if I saw them in the Super Bowl, I'm rooting for the other team. I'm gonna have fun doing it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think people don't even realize. Like you probably think, oh, you just want the Cowboys to suck every year. Yeah, but watching their fans like lose in the biggest moment is also really fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I get that. But I, I, I just think of like as a fan, and I, I'm such a homer for my teams, and like that's how I watch sports. Me and Pete watch sports very differently. I think Drew Back. watches it like I do. Like, I care about my teams. I don't care about the leagues. I care about my teams. And if if I'm if I'm like Kansas City Royals and I win the World Series after you know, a 50-year hiatus or whatever it is, that's the coolest thing in the world for somebody who lives in Kansas City, you know? And, like, I I just, I think that's what's great about sports, and, and whether it's for me or not, I just think that's, it's so cool to have a league where anything can happen, and I, I and, and I'm just talking about baseball in general, I, I'd, I'd want everyone you, you, you to experience You wish there was more variance in the NBA. Like, you wish there's more variance in the NFL and the NBA. Even the NFL does pretty good with it, too. Yeah, but you know what? I've, I'm I've, like that. I've seen this it. as a Yankee fan. I've seen this as a Giants fan. But you know what? As a Knicks fan, I feel like I'm never going to be in it, and I'd love to feel that I'm in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's actually very fair. And let's continue to talk about you. <laughs> I'd we'll like to. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to start off with Andrew, because, you, you know, you guys are both Yankee guys, and uh, you do a good job of, you know, keeping it real, keeping it 100 with the other teams and stuff. But... This is a, a, a New York, at least, centric podcast. We have to start with the Yankees. It almost starts and ends with the Yankees. We are going to talk about some of our other series that we think are interesting that we'll tune into or, you know, we want to see how Guy X performs in their first playoff or a veteran team, how they can stand up. But this podcast, it, it kind of goes with the Yankees right now, right? So, Andrew, I don't even really know where to start, but is there even a proper way, like when you try to wrap your head around the Yankees' chances to to make a serious championship run here, what do you even look to to try to grab anything real? Because it feels like there were so many different pockets of this season that you could make an argument for or against any part of this team, any chance of this run. So what do you try to rationalize as a fan that makes you feel some sort of confidence or some sort of lack of confidence? Well, in terms of confidence, I think uh, outside of the Dodgers, they have the most talented roster up up to down in in the league. So I think that's what gives me the most confidence that you that you hope that you know, despite the way they played in the last uh, two weeks, that the you know they can flip the switch and say, okay, this is where it's this is a serious now. This is the playoffs. This is you know this is why we've uh, played the way that we played. And this is the kind of the way we've kind of been saving ourselves and let's, you know, let's turn on the switch and let's, and let's go because again, top to bottom, you know, it, it, aside from the starts where, where Kyle Higashioka is going to be starting Garrett Cole for some God known reason, um, we'll you know, they, there's, there might be an all, there's an all-star caliber player at every single position. Um, so, and again, and in your top three, top three pitchers of Garrett Cole, Postseason Masahiro Tanaka, who's an entirely different pitcher than regular season Masahiro Tanaka, and a combination of Debbie Garcia and um, and J. A. Happ, unfortunately. Tanaka time. Um, I th- I think you know there's there's so much talent on that roster where where like you you just I guess you have to put faith in that that they knew what they were doing this entire time that they weren't just putzing around for no reason because they knew they could flip the switch uh, you know so uh, that's what I have to hope. As a Yankee fan right now, sir. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this season is so... I've been say, using the word funky the entire season because that's what it is, and you can't you can't judge a team on how many seven-inning uh, doubleheaders they won this year, you know, how many uh, extra-inning guy-on-second uh, uh, games they won this year. I mean, when you're, when you're making up COVID games and you're playing every game as if it's the last two months of the season and you're in a tight race, I don't think you could really judge it, and, and I think that that's what makes me so scared. Is that I, I I think that all it takes is a team to get hot at the right time to knock out of the, a good team. I do expect teams to upset teams in the first round with the three games and the home field advantage and yada yada yada. But um, you know, I, I I still think ultimately the Yankees have. I think they have the best lineup in baseball. I mean, I know it's arguable arguable between them and the Dodgers, but their 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 pitching is also going to excel against a team. I think, like the Indians who can't hit, right? I think that makes their pitching look a little bit better. I think Garrett Cole doesn't have to worry as much about the Toronto Blue Jays' offense as he does, as he does with, you know, or other way around with with the Indians. Right. And He's more scared of other teams. Yeah, than and, and you look at someone yeah. like Jay Happ. Jay Happ played really well against crappy teams, right? And the Indians don't have a great lineup, right? So that makes you feel a little bit better about your starting pitchers all around and – you know, I, but I I don't know what to make. I I feel I feel so confused going into the, this this uh this playoffs. You just don't know. You just don't know what's real and what's fake. Exactly. With, with all these stats, and and again, sixty games is just not enough time. You know, to evaluate talent, especially in baseball. Like again, it, right now we we should be in we should be in June. Right, this should be June right now. Like we're, you we don't should evaluate be like teams. almost to the All Star break. Almost, not yeah, even. We're, we're almost no. a month away from the All Star break. All Star break, yeah. Like the, you you might be in the middle of June right now, part of part of July. You know, so nobody makes assumptions about teams that quickly. But this season you have to, and this season you have to make these these choices on on, on who's good and who's bad on, on such a small sample size. So like you kind of, I don't know. It's uh, very. It's a very because I'm more of a data-driven person, and like you, you basically you have to throw all the all the stats out the window for the season, and kind of just go off of of gut feeling and and, w- and what you think a team could do. So it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre to say the least. I love going off well, gut feelings. Well, what's so funny about this too is because baseball has become this like anti-gut feeling sport. Not for me. Yeah, well, not for, no, I'm not talking for everybody. For like in general, though, and you could probably argue a majority of of front offices are are data-driven now, right? Oh so, yeah. So, in a season where this is so weird and funky, all the people who are going to be free agents next year, if this was basketball, I'll tell you what, Luke Voigt is getting maxed the hell out next year. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, we could probably sit here and confidently say he's a really good player and he can hit bombs for a living, which he does, obviously. But, like, in different sports, these guys would be getting massive, incredible, crazy contracts. I wonder if that's going to happen with baseball. Or are these GMs going to be like, Oh yeah, you had a nice average, but your OBP still kind of sucked. Like, what, what are we going to make? I at? think I it's going to be on either end of the spectrum, right? Like, I think you're going to see someone like James Paxton, who didn't who didn't have much of a season at all, not get any money next year. He's going to get like a mm-hmm. one year prove it deal for like five million dollars. A lot of prove it deals, I yeah. think. One then, year heavy deals, yeah. and then you're going to see someone like DJ LeMahieu, where you know most likely it'll be with the Yankees, get a really good deal for mm-hmm. someone at his age. Like, it's not going to be yeah Mike Trout money because he's. 32 years old or whatever he is, but he's going to get like 
twenty plus million dollars for like a four year deal or something like that uh, at his age. Like that's a crazy contract a for someone his age. What a stud, DJ. Yeah. Than yeah. So you're just gonna see oh. people at both ends of the spectrum. I think like Trevor Bauer is gonna make crazy money oh this God. year, uh, whereas I don't think normally he would. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he was a guy who was yeah. kind of weirdly on the outs, right? In, in, in oh, baseball, yeah. where he was not liked. As a human, he's still not like, and he's, at least he's a weird now, guy. but now he's pitching like a superstar. So yeah. it'll be interesting. And I wonder if I'm sure there's somebody out there who did all this data, uh, you know, mining where they calculated what teams. Probably Trevor Bauer. No, no, I'm talking about which teams like <laughs> lost seven inning double headers more, or yeah. who lost more in extra inning games, and how much that could have swung uh, the standings. Because realistically, one to three games always makes a difference in 162. Now, in 60, one or two games makes an incredible amount of difference, which is why the yeah. playoffs weren't set until the last possible if, moment. If, if you're, yeah, and if you're talking about, especially, you know, if the Yankees would have just, when they went on that 5-15 and 15 stretch, if they would have just gone 10-10, and 10, they would have been tied for with the race for the number one seed at the end of the season. Like, that's how much, like, five games would just swing the momentum uh, or swing, like, your season just so much. Like, the small sample size is just incredible. If someone just, like... If the Yankees had that terrible week, that's why everyone was legitimately concerned that that, that they might miss the playoffs because like it was it's that bad. Every every win and every loss meant so much this season. It was incredible. Now, so let's get into some of the specifics about this Yankees lineup, this Yankees team, and I think a good place to start is the Gary Sanchez conversation. We'll we'll get into some of the other stuff, but it seems like they're working that out. Is it like how? Let me say this: how off putting. Is it that Gary Sanchez isn't going to start opening opening game of the series? Does it feel almost regular at this point? Is it par for the course? I think Drew's going to have more opinion than I am. Is it is it feel like par for the course, or is it feel like come on, put your studs in the game? Listen, who do you who do you trust against? uh, uh, um, Who who the fuck starting Shane Bieber game one? So who do who do you trust against Bieber? Neither one. Do you do you trust Kyle Higashioka, or do you trust Gary Sanchez to maybe run into a fastball? And, and to to you know to launch right out and and the reason why like you know Kyle Agashio lost the Yankees a game as recently as like three days ago with his terrible fielding and like in, ineptitude behind the plate and so you're telling me because uh, uh, Cole had like a, a three game stretch with with uh, with Higgy behind the plate that he's the starter he's going to be the personal catcher throughout the postseason are you are you are you shitting me. This is it's in, it's in, it's insanity. This is like the this is like Joe Torre batting a rod eighth in in two thousand and seven. Like you just don't like you have to let your talent. You have to go to to battle with your best guys. Okay, this isn't this isn't um, you know you, yeah you can ride the hot hand to a certain degree, but like Kyle Higashioka is not it, it's not it it's 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 not it he's not a top prospect he's a backup catcher he's also like thirty seven years old he's like sneaky old <laughs> yeah he's old he's old for a backup catcher he's supposed to be a young guy but he's not he's like he he's close to thirty this is the guy this is the guy who won starting game one uh and 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 what I don't get either is you know get, throughout the whole entire season the beginning of the season Garrett Cole just all he was doing in in the press conference after games raving about Gary Sanchez. Hey, Gary did a great job calling a game. I wouldn't have got through the start if, you know, Gary knew these hitters so well and I wouldn't have been able to get through. But is part of that being a team guy because – it is inarguable that like he Sam was, Darnold saying Adam Gase is a great guy. Yeah, like that, and I'm, I'm just I playing. Don't, de- I'm playing devil's comparable. advocate here, but you know, like he he was statistically better with Kyle Higashioka than he was with Gary Sanchez. You're you're, ta- you're talking smaller sample again, size. You're, ta- you're talking you're talking like 
five starts versus like three starts. Yeah, but like, five the, starts the, is the equal to fifteen starts, and three starts is equal to nine yeah, starts, right? But, so, but, you know, math? I don't know. When, is that when, math? If you would have had one hundred and sixty-two games, I, I think it would have been, you know, would have been even. It, it would have been a lot closer than what it was. And even and Gary wasn't bad. Like, uh, I think Cole's ERA was like in like the low threes with Gary, and then with Kyle, it was like it was like the, the high twos. Or like the mid twos. No, like it had it to be lower than the mid twos. Wasn't that much of a difference? His ERA dropped a, a point and a half. Yeah. Well, again, because it's three starts. Yeah, but but, it, but, but that average doesn't make small, sense. You're a stats guy. You gotta know that. <laughs> it's a, it's a sm- it's a small sample. It's a small sample size that like uh, again starting pitching, you have you have a you have a hot three starts again when you're you're making nine ten starts a year. How many starts did uh, Cole make? Twelve. So you're talking about a, a third of the starts, a fourth of the starts with so, Peggy on the plate? Like the, the stats, don't, I don't know, it doesn't add up to me. So here's my thing, and I, I don't care as much as you do. My, you know, it's a brain and heart thing, right? Um, because you're right, Gary could run into a fastball. But let's be honest here, are you confident in Gary? No, nobody, nobody would say they're confident in Gary against Shane Bieber. So for me, it's a sunk cost. Like you're, I'm assuming Gary and or Higgy will go 0 for 4, 0 for 5, whatever it is. So that's just in my head. I'm assuming you're not going to get any production. They're both going to be batting at the bottom of the lineup, right? And if you feel in the organization, whether it be because Cole is telling you this behind closed doors or the, the statistical analysis is telling you one thing, if Higgy makes Cole better and best case scenario, you know, is, is maybe Gary runs into one, but if Cole is substantially better and by substantially, all that me- might mean is one run less, right? That, that can mean the game. So if that's the feeling and I trust the Yankees to have done the statistical due diligence to, to get that to this decision, um, you know, I, I, I understand both sides of things and my heart tells me, okay, Gary Sanchez is two years removed from being the best hitting catcher in baseball. Right. And, and had, just so much success in his career and ultimately a catcher is a catcher and isn't expected to hit. But if Cole is, uh, if the difference is Cole going six innings with two runs versus seven innings with no runs, then you're taking the seventh inning, seven innings with no runs versus a potential of getting a home run or a potential of getting a double or whatever the case is. So, yeah, but the, those outcomes aren't certain, though. It's not. It's not. No, but there's no certainty. So but, there, but you're talking as if there's certainty that that Gary Sanchez is going to run into a fastball. There's no certainty. Well, mm. Let me. Let More me, likely, he's going to strike out four times. Let me. Let me jump in with a question because we're yeah. talking about short sample size or small sample size, and you know contracts, right? In in this context, it, it feels similar to me. You have to think about careers, right? Gary Sanchez has a great number of at bats in his career in the playoffs at this point. Has Kyle Higashioka done anything in the playoffs? And at that point, do you enter game one saying, I need the guy who's been there before. I need the guy who uh, has done this uh, versus a guy who's probably, I don't think he's done really anything in, the, in his playoff career, right? Higashioka? No, he, he, he shouldn't have even sniffed the team if it wasn't for Roma and leaving. Right. So, so my point is, like, is this couple weeks sample size, like Andrew said, enough to take away years of experience for Gary Sanchez, even if it's not great numbers-wise? Like, he's been there before. He's hit big home runs. He's done this. And on top of that, now, if Higashioka, I mean, if Cole goes out in like the sixth inning, seventh inning, does does Sanchez come in to pinch hit, or do you just let him sit on the bench all game? No, he'll probably come in to pinch hit. That makes sense. Yeah, even even in when uh, it's when good to have a guy like that off the, off the bench when Higgy, when Higgy was catching Cole like the other day when it was uh, I think it was like bases loaded and they they pinch hit Sanchez and then the one time he hit the grand slam and the other time he if there was a, it went 
all the way to uh, basically the top of the wall and the outfielder made a catch. It was basically a strong breeze out from making another grand slam. So they, they trust Gary Sanchez in, in a Which big Which is why spot, it's silly to not have win. him in, right? So like as a player on a team, don't you look around the lineup and say like, damn, yo, our guy's not here. Our guy's not in but, it. But that's We're going to put him in anyway. But you're not, but you're, for me, and again, I, I, I understand both sides. Like, I'm just more, more so playing devil's advocate. But yours, mm-hmm. this isn't, the conversation isn't, okay, Gary Sanchez is away from the playoffs. It's one start where you're, you want to get the most out of game one because that is the most important game in this playoffs. It is mm-hmm. by far game one of this, this first round, this wild card round is the most important game in the playoffs, barring, a, you know, a World Series win. Uh, mm-hmm. clinching win. So if you if you have to, if you feel that the best outcome for your starting pitcher going against what some people believe is is the lock for MVP in the league out of a pitcher, you need to get zero runs and in seven innings at least to be competitive, right? So if that's what you think that Higgy does for you, then you put Higgy in there. And I think that's the most important thing. I love Gary Sanchez. I've been a Gary Sanchez defender for years. I always defend him, and, and, I, and I still think that if this was a long enough season and it wasn't, if people didn't get as frustrated because every bat mattered as much, I don't think he would be performing as poorly as he has. Um, so that's fair. I, I, think, I think that, you know, I trust that the Yankees have never given me a reason to not trust their due diligence. And if they're making this decision, I don't think it was done lightly. I don't think they just said, hey, Cole, who do you want to pitch in the first game? Uh, let's go with Higgy. Are you sure? Yeah, not really. Let's go for it. That's not what happened. You know, they did their due diligence. They they had the conversations. They had the correct input. And if they felt that this is the best way to go about it, then that's the best way to go about it. And that's also, like, you act like, and I'm not a, I don't like Higgy, and I like Gary, but, Higgy it, it had a lot of power in the minors, right? And he's been in the minors for a long time. And he's been known to run into a couple in the, in the pros too. So I'm not saying he's, he's going to run into one off Bieber, but I'm, he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, got, if, he, if he got a big single or a big double or even a home run off of a bullpen, uh, a bullpen arm. Like, he's not that bad. Right. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's had a better year hitting than Gary has. <laughs> it sounds like to me you're willing to accept that the team is making an assessment that he adds X amount to pitching and defense. Right. And the odds of which him adding X to offense is close enough to Gary where it's worth it to get that pitching and defense. Yeah. And I think that's fair. It's like a matchup thing. It's like, you know, the, Laker, way, the yeah. Lakers just inserted Dwight Howard into the starting lineup, mostly to defend Jokic, right? Dwight Howard didn't start all year, but it made sense in that matchup. Like, if you think it's the right play, why wait until game, until right. Garrett Cole's second start uh, in the playoffs, which could possibly never come. Right. So, you know what? Maybe I come full circle. Maybe I, maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, but let's Sounds do, like he did. I mean, I don't know. I, I kinda, I'm kind of with Alec. I kind of do see both sides. Personally, I, w- I know I would want the star, right, the star player, and I want Sanchez in for those possible big moments, for those possible, you know, career highlights that, that Gary Sanchez has already put together, right? Uh, but I do totally understand. But this isn't Zach Britton not getting used. My, 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 last, my last point will be, so if you feel that way about Higashioka, then why isn't he starting? Then why is Gary Sanchez going to start every other game in the playoffs? Then, you know, well, if that's, it, it comes if down that, to you trusting that assessment. But if Randy Johnson needed a personal catcher, then so can Garrett Cole. I mean, like the elite pitchers, if they dem- if um, you don't know what's going on behind closed well, doors, you can if you if you have to do that to make sure you're getting their best output, then you do it. I don't think this is the the Orioles not using Zach Britton when when they couldn't have. That made no sense. Gary Sanchez. 
has not had a good year. He has not had a no, good two years. That's, Arguably, that's that's he's not had a good two and a half years. So, I mean, you know, if that's the case, that I mean, we're we're banking on the past, and like maybe he could be a Jose Martinez and learn how to play baseball again, learn how to hit again. But right now, we're arguing for someone who hasn't really done anything in two and a half years. That's a good point. I think you mean Ramirez, right? Sorry, Jose yeah, Ramirez. Yeah, yeah. Just to clarify, I don't know if there's a Jose Martinez, two different I ones know. in the league. So I just yeah. want to double check. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it's a good point. It really is. And, uh, when we say don't bet your studs, it's actually very statistically proven that he's not one of your studs, Gary Sanchez. He's going to be batting seventh to eighth, uh, seventh to ninth in the lineup. I do anyway. think, I do think DeGrom had a Ploiecki catch. Not that the, the Mets had a, had a Gary Sanchez on their team, but I'm pretty sure Ploiecki was DeGrom's go-to catcher for. I mean, he's not as good as Wilson Ramos is. So, I mean. Right, true. Wilson Ramos more, more You know, consistent. I mean, if, if that gets you the best Jacob DeGrom, then you put that out there. Well, that's interesting. It really is. I don't know. And we'll see how it plays out. If Akashioka can do something and we get to hear John Sterling say his weird call, and, and then that'll be a good the thing. The home run stroker. <laughs> mm, Jesus. That is I baseball. I didn't even know that was Susan. his home run call. Oh, my God. Um, but let's talk about some other guys in the Yankees because that, that's a, a conversation we can keep going around and around. Uh, let's play this this game. It's a fun game to play in baseball because, realistically, it can be four different guys who – you know, make plays to win games. It could be one guy in multiple games. Who knows? So let's just talk about this. Full series, Yankees versus Indians. Who's your X-Factor? Who's the guy you're looking to? It could be actually anybody. Usually we'd say, all right, let's leave Judge out because, you know, he's clearing away the dude. Now you can look at this team and say DJ. You can say uh, Judge is healthy, Stanton's healthy. Glaber hasn't been that good, but he can still be the guy. Who is your X-Factor, Andrew? 20 bucks says we have the same guy. Uh, I, I, honestly, I honestly think it's I think it's Judge. I know that's it's cliche to say judge, but he when since judge come back from from injury, he hasn't he's had one extra base hit, zero home runs. So which Aaron Judge are you getting in the playoffs right now? Are you getting MVP caliber Aaron Judge? Or are you getting uh you know singles hitter Aaron Judge? So I think if he can be that presence, uh, Aaron Judge who has cable. <laughs> yes, Aaron Judge. That's a data reference. Nobody understands that anymore. It is pretty dated. That's it's like, like a two, seven years ago. Rob yeah. Lowe. It's it. Yeah. That's timeless. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell by the silence that joke really landed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it depends which guy that you get. Does Aaron Judge be the MV, Is he the MVP again? Does do do half the Yankees just flip the switch and turn it on and 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 be those guys that we all expect them to be and their talent levels you know dictate that they can be or does Aaron Judge um, is still struggling to to get healthy and to get into his rhythm because even even then, like for some reason, like he should have been getting as many at bats as he could possibly, you know, towards the end of the season. And Ben uh, Boone was resting him like every other day for some reason. Uh, I just you know, I, I would want, I would think that I would want Aaron Judge to see as much live pitching as possibly can after missing you know a month and a half. Um, so so he's definitely my X factor, and and you know I think. If if he can be that MVP caliber player that you know batting you know behind DJ LeMahieu and you know between I don't know if they're gonna bat uh, Torres or Voit or whoever is in the number three spot, but I I think your Judge is the number two hitter. They're not gonna move him off that spot, so he he has to be that MVP type player for for the Yankees to move far in the playoffs. So I, I I'm. Going around on this one because, like, the X factor for me is whether you define it as if he's going to have you know great series and you're going to win, or if you are dependent upon them to have a good series to win. Um, so, I think, I think if you have a John Carlos Stanton playing like 
Giancarlo Stanton, then you're going to win. But I think you if if uh, if you need Clint Frazier, believe it is my guy for the X Factor because I think that you need him to be good this series because you know what mm. you're going to get out of certain guys. You know what you're going to get out of DJ. I actually think you know what you're going to get out of, out of Judge and and and, and Glaber. I think they're going to be good. I think they've proven that in their postseason career that they're pretty good. Um, but you have a guy like Clint Frazier who I've done a pretty big 180 on in recent in recent weeks but he's he's, he's a lightning rod the apology, right? the apology was much appreciated last, yeah. uh, last couple of days he's a lightning rod right and, and i don't just mean that uh because of his personality but he's one of those guys that you can like the t- if he's not at the top of the lineup well, i mean he might be in a funky lineup but you know he's not a star but he's a guy that has enough power enough defensive prowess at this point in his career all of a sudden i mean if he starts making plays he's someone who can galvanize a team um, and can make the team better, right? But I also I also don't think that if he doesn't have a great series, it's going to affect much. But you know, what I mean? does that make sense? Like if if yeah. he has a great series, yeah. it's going to really impact the Yankees. But if he doesn't, it's not that big of a deal because you have other players on the team. Yeah. yeah. And, Whereas and you and need I, Stanton to be Stanton, right? Like that does yeah. that make sense? That hundred percent makes sense. And and I was going to say Clint Frazier, but I just didn't want to be so on brand. That was going to be the twenty say- bucks. I lost twenty bucks. I, said, I thought we were going to have the same guy. <laughs> I get that. I would put DJ as kind of like the only dude in the category right now who is. Yeah, but no, you know you're gonna get. That's what I'm. No, I'm saying I'm only putting DJ in that category. He's so clutch too. He's the like, only yeah, dude yeah. who I'm saying I will be shocked if he's not. You know, people two, forget two for that home run game. from last year. People forget exactly. That. That's what I was just about to say. Like I, I was in the middle of my brother's wedding, uh, and and DJ LeMayu. It's like I, I stopped, I stopped drinking and I stopped partying just to like to watch my phone. It was like. Like twenty minutes after I gave shout my out best Drew for having speech. the worst brother ever, having it during the world uh, during the uh, the playoffs for the Yankees. Yeah, and he couldn't even he couldn't even get a TV to like streaming in. I was so pissed. I was, <laughs> on a tiny, I was watching on a tiny phone. I'm, trying, I'm ready to give a best man speech, and I'm watching the game on my phone. It was it was a disaster. But uh, I I was I was like jumping around when DJ hit the home run, and then you know obviously what happened Instant happened. Defeat. But like he's he's so clutch. He's such a he's such a like a professional hitter, and like anytime there's like a situation like. DJ stands for, you know, it's Derek Jeter. DJ, <laughs> Derek Jeter. Yeah. You know who's also clutch for the Yankees that doesn't get, it get, kind of gets unsung? Aaron Hicks I'll, in the playoffs. Oh, come on. Yeah, your guy? Aaron Hicks. Didn't even let me get my shot in. In the playoffs. I'm not talking about during the year, but he's a playoff guy. He's He's gotten some big second deck Yankee Stadium home runs in the playoffs that I can think Dude, of. He he needed Tommy John surgery. He just said, fuck it. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll do it play. live. <laughs> and then he hit and then he hit a big home run off of Justin Verlander in the playoffs. Like, that's my guy. That's yeah. my guy, Aaron well, Hicks. Thanks for stealing my thunder, but that was my pick. He, Aaron Hicks is my guy. He's a dude. He's like in between. He's obviously not the star or the consistent hitter, uh, the likes of Judge or Torres, even though Torres, again, been down this year, or DJ, but has the pedigree, has been there before, and has not just pop, but, you know, a good handle enough of the bat to be consistent if he gets hot, right? So I'm, I'm a Hicks guy. He patrols center field extremely well. I love watching him play out there. And he, he can run into one as best as the next guy. He's my dude that when I see him up, in a, a guy with two guys on, I'm like, okay, Hicks, here we go. You got a hanging curveball coming your way. You're putting it out. I can feel it. And, and he's my dude there because I think DJ is the guy who you say he needs to be the constant. He is almost like the guy who you'd be shocked, like I said before, if he doesn't do something. Hicks is the dude who you need to do something for me. He's that the, dude. Clint, he's Clint Frazier for you. Uh, he needs to do something mm-hmm. to help lift the team over. So I, Hicks is my guy there. 
Um, but on onto the Indians, who's the guy that, that scares you guys the most? Is it Jose Ramirez? Is it, is I mean, it Lindor? Not is it not pitcher wise. Lindor, baby. Is it Frankie? No matter no, what. Lindor Lindor's having a terrible season. But I a, don't a care. Fun, a, a, a fun Aaron Hicks fact uh, before we move on to the Indians. He finished the season with more walks than strikeouts. He was the first Yankee to do it? that since. Uh, 41 walks, 38 strikeouts. How first Yankee to do that since Jason Giambi in 2006. What were his power numbers like this year? Uh, not great. Um, or like uh, under 10 or over 10 dings? Yeah, un- under under 10. Yeah. Well, he's due. He's due, baby. He's due. And that could be something about these playoffs, right? So all these guys who are so hot. You know, Luke Voigt is a guy whose name we didn't mention yet. Like, he's been so hot. It actually would make sense for him to cool down in the playoffs, right? so right? hot right now. Yeah, so he's so hot. Is he going to cool down? Is one of these guys like Glaber who's been cold finally going to come around? That's very possible here. I think it's... Only, you gotta, six home runs. Six home runs for Aaron Hicks this mm. year. But again, he, he also missed time with injury as well. Mm-hmm. So He always does. Uh, as he does. Yeah. Two things you yeah. can count on Aaron Hicks. Good center field and always being injured. Um, but I think it's got to be Frankie. Even though Jose Ramirez has had the better year and he's been awesome, like... He remembered how to play baseball. It comes down to Frankie. Just like we're saying Judge is going to get right, just like we're saying Glaber can get right, that's Lindor. He, he's that dude. He is that dude. So it, it's got to be him. And uh, outside of Bieber, who are the other pitchers who are going to be throwing at the Yanks a little bit? Savali's so, so pretty Savali's so pretty great. Um, strikeout numbers there for him. So, you know, him and Carrasco, and it's a, as good as a, a one, two, three as you can as you could possibly get is, uh, you know, Bieber, uh, Carrasco and Savali. So and that's not including, uh, including Plezak, the young guy. Oh, I forgot about And, and he yeah, looks, he's one of the guys Plezak to me, too. it looks like he's throwing 102, but it's like 94. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. He has this like super yeah. violent, like wind up rotation mm-hmm. situation where his lot of legs, his arms are flying all over the place. You would never teach a young kid to pitch like that. And he just has yeah. so much action on his pitches. It's kind of insane. Um, yeah. So I have a question. So, so yeah. that 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 rotation, that three man uh, rotation that you're going to throw out there, is it that much better than the Yankees' rotation? Because I don't think so. Yes, Bieber versus Cole. Sure, I'm going to say that's a wash. Now that we're uh, here, honestly, I'm going to say that's a wash because I know Bieber had the better year, but Cole Cole has the pedigree. Right, Bieber's a young guy. Never pitched in the playoffs before. The Indians are kind of the Indians, right? That's in my mind. I always believe that in sports. So regardless, let's just call that a wash. Then you have t- playoff Tanaka versus Carrasco. Carrasco's had his ups and downs in his career. He's always been a strikeout pitcher, but do we trust Carrasco in the playoffs? I don't. Do you trust Plezak? I don't. I don't. But I also don't trust Devi Garcia. Right? I mean, he he could be. They, I, you I think tr- trust J. A. Happ in the playoffs in a big spot. No, but I, I don't I don't think they would run with Jay Happ. I think they'd go Davy in, uh, in in that role. Um, I mean, I mean, it, it, I don't I don't I don't know. Again, the the Indians' offense is just straight trash. They're slightly worse against uh, left-handers than right-handers, and you know, Jay Happ has the the veteran presence uh, TM uh, you know going for him. But I I personally would throw Devi out there because it really doesn't make a difference. But uh, you know, their offense is just so bad. So bad. I mean, they got uh, hot at the end of the season. If they didn't get hot at the last two weeks of the season, they would have gone down as a garbage team. I mean, that's just how baseball has been this year. But they were not good this entire season. They were borderline average for, for the so, majority so of it. Their, their offense, uh, on total uh, average, they hit 228 average, 317 on base percentage, <sighs> slug 372. Oh, my God. Ooh. 
That was the, the entire. That was Wait, the, the uh, can, whole. Can of, and the, that's with Jose. That's with Jose Ramirez. Can you do the quick math on what the OPS is? Having an MVP is? caliber season. What was the? What was their OPS? Six something. Six yeah. six eighty. Ew. Eight, six eighty eight. six eighty six WRC plus, which oh. means they were fourteen percent worse than league average. Oh my god, that's pretty insane, actually. You know, yeah. uh, that's that's crazy, and, and we'll see what happens. I guess, right? Yankees and Indians, they're they're Tuesday, Wednesday, is every day, right? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, it's every every day. Ain't it's that like, right? Every, there's no there's no off days uh, in the playoffs until you get to the World Series. Are we in the trust tree right now, guys? What? Are we in the trust tree right now? Can yeah, I, yeah, I had to trust you. I had a panic attack because I thought the Yankees' first game was Wednesday, and I didn't realize it until we started this podcast, and you guys said Tuesday. You're welcome. <laughs> What I'm, here. I'm a big baseball. Well, I'm not prepared Alec, for tomorrow. Alec, Alec would have went on a nice date with his girl. Girl, and then tomorrow. we're texting about the game. He's like, "Hold up, I thought the the debate was the only thing on tonight." Also, didn't know the debate was on tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, just him, his dog are just chilling, playing just Nintendo Switch. No, I'm playing the Dude. Avengers game. Oh, which, how is it? It's okay. I know you weren't hyped on it. It's not great. It's average. The ca- yeah, the camp the campaign's fine, and then you you I don't know after watching the Avengers guy. movie after watching the Avengers movies and then like and then like seeing it knock off being, Chris Evans yeah, and not Robert off, Downey uh, Jr. And, and not yeah watching like uglier uh what's it what, Scarlett what's Johansson plays Black? yeah Scarlett watching uglier Scarlett Johansson I just thought it was gonna be like a, a whole I didn't know it was gonna be like a loot based thing I thought it was just gonna be a Single player campaign story game mm. like Spider Man or something like like the how the mm. Spider Man game was. I was yeah. very disappointed because I don't have time to get to do loot crate shit. Yeah, getting a hundred percent on a game is like past my age. Like yeah. I can't. I don't have. Yeah, no. I ain't have the focus for that. I anymore. can't even play Call of Duty anymore. I'm like oh, ten years yeah, removed from Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Riggs, you know, I'm too one, old for this shit. <laughs> I'm too old. When, when this uh, sport, you know, craziness burst of sports just ends and we get a time to breathe. I'll do some research on the NBA draft and then be able to play some video games again. I mean, sheesh, I haven't played nothing in a minute. Um, but anyways, moving on from that, I will get Avengers at some point just because I, I feel like I need to just, like, feel it. Play with me and shout it's, out Murphy Dubs. Murphy it, Dubs. Wait till, goes on, wait till it goes on sale. And then yeah, go right. pick it up. Drop 20 bucks on And on then the I'll play. I didn't, I didn't pay sunshine. for it. I borrowed it from a friend. I didn't even pay for it. The old classic, giving it's a disc fine. to a buddy. How about that? Mm-hmm. Old times. Yeah. Old time stuff. All right, let's move on, though, to our, our last segment here where we're just going to discuss... A few items, basically, because there's so many series. I mean, there's just no way we're going to talk about all of them, right? So, right now, I want us all to go through and, and pick one series we just particularly find interesting. One that, you know, obviously with so many sports being on, we're not going to be able to watch all these games, right? But one you're going to keep an eye on, one you might check in on throughout the game, or a series you're just interested to see how a certain player or a certain team uh, will perform. So, uh, Andrew, I'll go to you first. I've been going to you first all night. Let's stay consistent with it. What is your series to watch that is not the Yankees-Indians? Uh, I'm actually looking at Cubs Marlins. Um, I'm actually really uh, excited about this Marlins team with their, especially their young pitching. So you have Sandy Alcantara probably going to start game one, or it, may, it might even be Sixto Sanchez. If you want to feel old, uh, Sixto Dontra Sanchez Willis? was born in oh, was sorry. born in 1998. That's there's 19... dude. There's people in, uh, who were born in the 2000s in, the, in baseball now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So he's he's 22. Uh, he's the guy that came over in the Phillies trade for uh, JT Real Muto, and he's he's quietly turned into a, a top of the rotation guy, uh, you know. And again, the Marlins are just they're just you know again there's just this young team that that you know a normal situation 162 game season they just wouldn't be here, um, and they're kind of just they're kind of just ready to go. They kind of there's the young guys that are just like 
you know, said, fuck it. We, you know, we're here. We're going to just, we're going to play our asses off and, and go. And they kind of just have that young, exciting pitching of Sandy Lone, Sixto Sanchez and Pablo Lopez to kind of just, to kind of just go and just make it happen. So uh, I'm really looking forward to, you know, a uh, uh, young upstart team in the Marlins versus more of a veteran team in, in the Cubs and Donnie baseball, man. I'm happy. I'm happy. He's yeah. Shot. He's, he's going to win manager of the year. And I'm excited. You How know, about it? if the, if it, if it holds true, the Marlins never have never lost a playoff series in their franchise. So if they, if that continues true, Don Manningly will have a world series ring, at the end of the year, which will be, <laughs> Oh my God. Be I'd be so happy. I would be so happy because Don Manningly is my all time favorite uh, Yankee. So like, I kind of became a, a Dodgers fan when, that old. Uh, Joe, when uh, Joe Torre and uh, Don Manley left the Yankees to go manage o- over there. So I became a Dodgers fan. And then when he took over for them, that's when that's when I really got, uh, you know, the Dodgers became my NL team. But now, you know, Donnie Baseball capturing my heart once again with this with this upstart uh, Miami Marlins team. And plus, you know, it's Jeets. It's Jeets team. Yeah. Jeets. Oh, yeah. Jeets. Let's go. Yeah. I don't know if fun. that's, is yeah, that Jeets. your, it's like partially your inner Brooklyn, your inner Yankee fan. There's, there's some things for you to root, root for there. I yeah. Like there's, there's a ton, there's a ton to root for. So, there, there's also, yeah. there's something you said about the Blue Jays. You just said it again about the Marlins. It's something interesting about the naivete of some teams, mm-hmm. right? How like, badly did Pete want to drop that word? Naivete. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But it's like, we all talk about experience and obviously experience is so important, but there is, also a level of experience of people experiencing losing, right? And these young teams, what they don't have is that they've never really lost like that. So they don't know better. They're just going out there and saying, eh, we kind of have nothing to lose here. Let's go wild. And oh, trust kinda... me, there's players on the Marlins that are used to losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's but, and, but, definitely but true. Think, but but think about that. You, you know, remember, do you remember what happened in the season to the Marlins? They lost like 19 guys to COVID this season and still made the playoffs. Like it's, in, it's They almost absolutely... ruined baseball. They almost blew yeah, up the whole season. They almost season. ended the season because would they wanted actually, to go to a strip club. It would be kind of great. Like It would be really storybook if the Marlins do end up doing it. It's kind of like if Rudy Gobert and the Jazz ended up going to the finals. Like after Gobert... In ways like obviously it would have the season would have been paused at some point anyway. But Gobert's like the scapegoat there. If he then goes mm. on this crazy run and, and wins a championship, or like Freddie Freeman, another example, a guy we might talk about in a moment. Uh, spoiler alert! Like these guys who had COVID, who like almost well, Freddie Freeman had before the season. But these teams like the Cardinals, who almost blew up the whole season. Like we could be sitting here not talking about baseball if things didn't you know get figured yeah. out in that regard. Uh, so that's that's kind of interesting. And speaking of guys just born in 2000, quick shout out Tyler Hero, born in 2000, first player to play in the NBA Finals, born in 2000. How about it, um, Alex? Do you, what, what, do you think that Petey yeah. could ever make like have a no, conversation about baseball not. without linking it back to something that's going on in the NBA for was nope. it for five minutes? I have zero, like four, zero four zero, other analogies zero that chance. I didn't say. So how about that? Yeah. I'm doing okay. Yeah, oh, that's the one you chose. Two, <laughs> born in the 2000s, man, crazy. See, I mean, if someone, was born, someone was born in. I was born in the '80s, man. So like, ah, uh, 2000. I was like 13. I was fucking 13. You were already like doing God. stuff. You were like, you know, yeah. I was I'm... getting boners and everything. <laughs> so my parents. I was talking to my parents oh, wait, before what? I started what? on the. Uh, How did that segue? Well, I'll Where tell you. you. So okay. I was talking to my parents before the pod, and, and, and they, I was saying, "Oh, I'm doing a pod with PDs tonight." And they're like, "Oh, well, we didn't realize you were still doing. We're gonna listen tonight." So, thanks for that, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just life. You know what I mean? It's just it just happens. Uh, let's just let's get it back on track here. What, what's your series you're looking forward to keeping an eye on? I like the the uh, Braves red series. Um, I think that uh, the Braves were a team everyone was saying could have been a World Series favorite uh, at the beginning of the season. But 
in this wackiness that is 2020, the Reds ended up getting a playoff spot, and they are fun. They're a fun team to watch, and they have they have amazing pitching with just enough offense for them to have a shot at this, right? Like I think that they have they have some players on that team that can they can get some guys home, and uh, you have a four man rotation that's pretty lights out. And they're not even going to have Trevor Bauer in this in this series, and they still have a better pitching rotation than the uh, than the uh, Braves do. So um, I like that, and and I'd like to see the Reds do well. I think it's just cool, and they have a they have a, a you know a team of just kind of people that were cast aside from other teams, the Sonny Grays of the world, the Trevor Bowers of the world, the Castellanos's of the world. I mean, like it's just Suarez. Yeah, Suarez. He, he was he was on those t- he was on those uh, Tiger playoff Eugenio, teams right. that uh, that didn't go anywhere. He was like on the bench of those Tiger teams uh, in the in the mid two thousands, and now he's like you know a perennial All Star third baseman. And yeah. can, wait, and can we say that Joey Votto is like a Hall of Famer, the yes. Don Mattingly of our era? Not if he wins the World Series. Hey, there you go. Because yeah. realistically, <laughs> right, like if you talk about Best Canadian dad, board player of all time. Yeah, if you talk about a guy who's just been like a hitting title contender with some pop, you know, great mind of baseball, likable guy, but the Reds have been so trash for a good portion of his career. Uh, it, it'll be nice yeah. to see him do some things there. And then, and then with the Braves, you get studs like Acuna and Freeman, and that's just exciting shit right there. That's yeah. two. That's two of the best hitters in baseball, right? You know, be a lot more excited for the if if I were a Braves fan if their pitching didn't ha- if what happened to their pitching this year didn't happen, right? For sure. Yeah, if they still had Soroka and they still um you know uh, didn't lose who, Dallas Keuchel or you know all these people yeah that they they, and who's who, they sent somebody that was that was really good down to the minors this year and then he, they just had he had such a terrible season. Sean Newcomb was it Kyle Wright? Yeah. All the people yeah. on my fantasy team that I drafted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. that National League only. Yeah, that's my NL. So I guess that league. really stinks when they go to the AL. Hey, guess what? No, I could get them on my other league. Oh, Drew is joining my league of uh of my fantasy baseball league with all the old heads that uh, next mm-hmm. year that you always make fun of me for. I mean, to make, I'm in. make fun of is strong. So, <laughs> I support it. I I'm support in, baby. It. Well, I'll use Dallas Keuchel here as a segue to my series because he happens to be pitching extremely well somehow for this other team, and that's the Chicago White Sox versus the Oakland A's. So. The reason I picked this series is, for one, uh, you know, the White Sox have an excitement level with some big star ta- or young star talent, Luis Robert, um, Jose Abreu, who could be in the running for AL MVP. Tim Anderson uh, almost got a second battle title in a row until nah. DJ LeMayhew said, nah, I'm that dude. Sorry, buddy. Uh, but they're, they're fun, but they're also a team that may have benefited greatly from a 60-game season where, you know, they didn't get to come down to earth. They've been hot this whole time. Can they keep it up against an Oakland A's team that has been consistently sneaky damn good. And, and they got mm-hmm. a guy, I, I mean, one of my favorite guys is Ramon Laureano. I mean, he's just a stud. He's got pop. He, he runs around on the outfield like a crazy man. Uh, he talked, who did he talk a lot of shit to? There was the some, Astros. It was the Astros. the Astros? It was the Astros, right? It, he, I think he, he, he got a lot of fans that day when he shit talked oh, the Astros. He, he went to, he, went to, he said, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have charged the, uh, I shouldn't have charged the the first base coach because he's like a bitch or something. Yeah, like he, yeah. Said, he said something like he was that. like I shouldn't have even done it. He didn't deserve it because he's such a bitch or something. Something along yeah, those lines. Said, oh, uh, it's, was, on a, it's on a shirt on. Uh, it was early in the somewhere. season. I forgot about that. Yeah, it felt like years ago, doesn't it? When <laughs> it the beginning like of the season. <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah, I think that's interesting. Oh, what do you guys think about that? It's kind of like the um, the tale of weight, like two different sides of the coin. The young team who just been hot this whole year versus the team that's been consistently kind of 
really solid for a few years now. You know that saying, the tale of the two other sides of the coin? Yeah, did I? <laughs> you know you know how I do sayings. The I just, tale, like, start. Tale of two, tale of two cities? <laughs> is the best of times or is the worst of times? <laughs> yeah. You know how I do with sayings. I just kind of start them, and then I don't know how to end them. So just they just come out. But I feel like you know he what I'm trying words. to say. He just says words. No, of course I know what you're saying, but I'm going to call you out for it. you got to be on your A game if you're coming to this podcast. You know? Uh, so what do you think about the two coins? I think I think they're they got two sides on them, and you don't know which, which tail of the of the two kitties you're gonna get. Garfield, tail of two kitties. Lots of lasagna. Oh god. So no thoughts on the actual. I don't even series? remember what your initial <laughs> no. uh, comment was, dude. I, I couldn't. White Sox, your nonsense. Have a chance. White what Sox do think? think. White Sox oh, are cool. a fraud team. That's why I want. Yeah, they have, they have they have some you know they again they dis decent pitching and again I think it's a, just a, pro, a, a overall problem with the Ross again they have a lot of exciting players who you know they kind of carried them at, you know again if it was a 162 game season I think they would have been just outside they would have been like the 500 team mm. or the slightly 500 team that you know barely you know that would have missed the playoffs um so again I don't I don't think their talent is is there. Like if you're talking about them versus like the Padres, the Padres are ready. The Padres mm-hmm. are absolutely a team that can make noise in the NL uh, playoffs. But the the White Sox, I think they're maybe a year or two away because again, some of the hitters they're exciting, but they haven't matured yet. Again, again, they're just high batting average guys, and nobody's getting on base. It's nothing that's really sustainable um, over 162. So again, they're, they're exciting because they're young, but I, I don't think that they're quite just there yet. And plus like the, the A's just have just a ton of just professional hitters on there. Even like someone, even someone like Chris Davis, uh, who who did did he get two forty seven this year or whatever? It no, is? I I have that shirt too. That when he hit two forty seven, it's like two forty seven and two forty seven, two forty seven, two forty seven. Um, that, <laughs> that's just a, just statistical like anomaly. That, like, it's like one in like a trillion chance for that happening. But that's besides the point. But like they have professional hitters in that lineup of him and Simeon and uh, Loriano and all those guys that I think that, that even Piscotty. My guy. Yeah, they, so these are all guys who've like who who've gone up against the Astros a bunch of times. They kind of know what it means to um, to be in the playoffs and to you know again because they've been they've been the playoffs more than any other team uh, in the AL since like 2011. I think it was something like that. I, I really? saw the other day. Yeah. So they they've been consistently hot take. Padres been, are going to be the new A's of. Being a good team that will never win the division mm. and will never uh, end up going to the World Series because they're not well, in yeah, the division. The Dodgers are the yeah, Dodgers are power. The Dodgers are the absolute and they still power. got a like, deep farm system. Too. I wonder if you can bet on yeah. specifically the Dodgers losing in the World Series. Like, I'm sure you can. Specifically on them making it to the World Series, but then also dude, losing. The, dude, the, the the Dodgers. The Dodgers said we don't need Hunjin Ryu and we don't need Kenta Maeda in our rotation. Those two guys. Uh, on might finish like two and three in like the Cy Young voting in the American <laughs> League. Like and they, those and the are the Dodgers, guys. The Dodgers like just said like, no, nah, we're they get we, don't, 40? we don't we don't need you. Like that's how crazy like their depth is. It's it's just stupid. And it's, it's not, and, and that farm system's not going anywhere for a long time. Yeah, they know and, how and to the, build talent internally. Forty three. They can Oof. they can attract people with money. They can build them through their system. That's just a, and they're just yeah. well coached. How about that? 43 yeah, it's wins. Just, it's Remember when we talked about the Yankees and Dodgers both hitting the over? Oh, one team held up that bargain. 
unreal. Um, My bad, dude. Had the Mets do. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a lot. That's, you know? That's nice, calling out the that's Yankees. Not nice. That's right. not nice at all. All right. Uh, the Mets are going to be good this year. Yeah. <laughs> Is that if a baby was also 80 years <laughs> old and called into the fan? That's <laughs> what <laughs> so you sound like, dude. In my face. <laughs> oh my Go God. talk about LeBron or, or I will. Like I will. Doug McDermott or whatever the hell you talk about. <laughs> Doug McDermott. Duncan Robinson, perhaps? Bro. What I, a story. He, Unbelievable. Pete, Pete, we're talking about the MLB playoffs, and Petey's talking about deep cuts of guys who haven't like even sniffed a basketball roster in 30 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> On Duncan Robinson. Now I'm salty. Is Mind- if we talked about Mindaugas Kuzminskis, you'd be back in. You know I would. You know I, I, I only said Doug McDermott because you know I love Doug McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Ricky Rubio was still in the in the finals right oh, now. God, I love him. Shout out. I'm so um, lost. I'm so lost. <laughs> it, it, I think everyone is, including us. It's okay. Uh, let, let's do some final stuff here. I have two questions. They're pretty simple. I'll start with this one first. No. Which under 500 team? Alec is just, you know, now he's just wrecking the mic. He's hitting the wire. He's making noise. He's just saying no. What under 500 team? I think it's the Brewers or the uh, Astros. And the Astros obviously interesting and ironic if they do turn around in the playoffs. But which team has a better chance of making some noise? A team that definitely wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Wasn't even 500. Either of those teams have a chance of making noise? It ain't the Brewers, I'll tell you that much. Oh. Well, yeah, because they're playing the Dodgers in the first round. So, like, that's that's a that's a nope. That's a big nope. Even though, uh, 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 what, what's the reliever's name? Devin Williams? Who's have might be the best reliever in all of baseball? Who's just like the like, plus they have still have Hater, who's unreal. <laughs> yeah, and Hater's the second best reliever on that team. Devin <laughs> Williams was unreal this season for the Brewers, and he's like he's like the only reason why I would watch them. Uh, and in a normal season, he would have been dealt at the deadline, but in, in this weird one, stay in there. Yeah, so I mean, but I mean, the Astros are playing the Twins too. So in the first round, the Astros uh, pitching uh, or the Twin, you know, the Astros pitching is not exactly what it used to be you know last year they were throwing out uh cole uh, verlander mm-hmm. granky now it's mm. granky uh christian Avi- colors coming off tommy johnson christian Javi- javier's having i don't a great- know who the i don't know who the third starter is. it's christian javier and you bite your tongue because he's having a great season is he yes. i have a feeling he's on alex al fantasy team sure is <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was a waiver say, wire a, that was like that was a relatively deep cut for for alec to to just throw out uh, oh calling you out Bro, it, for I, Al, he's a, like for Alex. I, my forty-person AL team and my forty-person NL team. I had deep cuts for deep cuts for days. Yeah. Deep yeah, putts sounds like an, an yeah. So I think person. by I think by default you have to say the Astros because again, like the Brewers don't they have zero shot against the Dodgers. I mean, the crazier things have happened, but like I I, I can't I can't possibly see that happening. Uh, I just I just love the the chaotic possibility of the Astros like raking in the playoffs. I'd, I'd put money on the Astros winning. I mean, if it's the Astros who have won, have the narrative, ha- have something to galvanize them versus right. the Twins. We'll talk who, about bulletin board material. Yeah, and the Twins, they, I don't know if you know this, they're not really great in the playoffs. <laughs> they tend to lose. Yeah, I mean. I, I think it would be actually I mean, really exciting if the Astros do make a run. If we get an Astros-Yankees uh, series at any point in the playoff, like the hate in the air will be so real. It'll be enormous. It'll be so sad that there won't be home fans for, for any of those games because Yankee Stadium, the Astros Stadium, every away stadium they go to would be actual ruckus. It'll be insane, and we're going to get stripped from that. But uh, I think there's a chance. Like, why, why could, other than the trash cans, obviously, why could they not start hitting? 
They could. They're all talented players. I think we all know that. And now they're all having bad years, which is really good for the narrative of people who think it was all about the cans, right? But there's a chance that these guys start really hitting and can make a splash here. I, I think the Astros have a sneaky shot to to make some noise here. Yeah, again, because they're not playing the Dodgers. If the Astros are playing the Dodgers in the first round, then, you know. Right. If right. you flip if you flip flop them, then you know I think you go Brewers. But again, that's a just just not the case. Right. Just, right. You have to choose that. You have to choose Astros by default. Absolutely. And uh, let's go to our last. But thing. And, hold on, just real quick. I would also just pick the Astros in general because I don't I don't have any confidence in the Twins. There you go. I don't know. You're throwing you out you're throwing out Maeda, uh, Barrios, and Pineda. Our old friend Michael Pineda and, uh, and, and Barrios and, and, and Maeda and uh, Pineda have all had a very, very well documented history of throwing out some real clunkers very often where it was split around their good starts. It's true. Yeah, I understand. I, understand. I, I get, well, I get that. Well, let's get to the, uh, the next question here before we say goodbye. Let's just do it. Champion picks. Who, who's winning it all? Who's taking it all? Drew, you go first. God. Uh,. You know, the, I, I filled out like, you know, MLB has these uh, fill out the bracket things because they want to be like the NCAA tournament. It's the whole reason why they want to do 16 teams in the playoffs because they, they think people are just going to, you know, go crazy filling out brackets when that's just not, it's not the case in MLB or really any other sport besides college basketball. So I filled out, you know, I filled out Yankees Dodgers. I filled out like Marlins Blue Jays. I, I filled out like a bunch of them, but uh, my heart of hearts, I, I honestly think, I can't see the Dodgers not making it. You know, I think my NLCS will probably be Dodgers Reds. Um, you know, wow, and if the Yankees, I like that. Dodgers Reds and the the NLCS with the Dodgers going on, but who, who knows at that point? But um, my and if the Yankees can get get past the Rays and in, in the potential uh, ALDS, um, I don't see why not they wouldn't be able to beat the Twins or the A's or the White Sox because I I honestly don't think the Astros are making it out of the first round. I'm I'm pretty confident in the Twins at the moment, and whoever comes out of the A's and White Sox, so uh, you know I think the Yankees would be able to beat handily. So the, it's it's really all about um, you know being potentially being able to beat Tampa in the ALDS. So um, you know my my championship my ALCS would be you know Yankees and Yankees and A's or Yankees and Twins, and then you know so it, it's a, it's a it's a really long winded way of me saying Yankees Dodgers or Yankees Reds. Um, would be my ideal because obviously I'm a homer. Uh, so yeah, that's my pick. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I have to just see how the brackets work. So it's okay. Tampa Bay, Toronto. No, no, no I'm uh, looking at the brackets. I just because I, 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 I would if San Diego has to play the Dodgers straight up in the second round. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go Tampa Bay versus. The Padres with Tampa Bay winning it. I know it's kind of chalky, uh, but I'm still taking it. Uh, so what you say? You everyone, Tampa if, Bay if versus the Dodgers? I don't think the Dodgers win it, but I do think they, you know, talk about a team that's like young and dumb. Like, I think that they're more poised than the Marlins because I think that they have more talent than the Marlins do, and they don't know that they shouldn't be winning, right? So, but I don't think that they're gonna. I don't think they're a World Series contender. But I think they can get there. You know, like I, I you know, does that make sense? Like I, I think that they. I don't. I think the Dodgers, as much as I like, uh, uh, you know, they're they're chalky as well. But 
The Dodgers lose every year in the playoffs. I mean, that's, that's at some point they are poised to lose, whether it was due to cheating or Clayton Kershaw not being well, like a, a pitching well, whatever it is. Something's going to happen to the Dodgers, and I'd, I'd rather uh, whoever's facing the Dodgers. Um, so I'm going to choose Padres, and I think then the, the Rays would win pretty handily against them. Yeah. In my so in my tough, non man. in my non Yankees bracket, non Yankees making it all the way. I, I honestly think uh, it'd probably be Dodgers Twins at the end at the end of the day because if the Yankees get knocked out by either Cleveland or Tampa, I think the Twins uh, pretty much would would run away with you know the rest of rest of the AL. So I'd say Dodgers Twins, Dodgers winning it all. If you're telling me a non Yankees uh, World Series outcome, yeah, I don't think the Yankees win. I, I, like I don't like that's already out of my mind. The Yankees aren't Jinkies. They're not winning the uh, the World Series this year. Like that's, that, that, I already decided that was going to happen. Granted, I maybe it's just setting myself up so that I'm not as upset. Like I did that with the Giants when they won their last Super Bowl. Just oh, uh, if we lose now, it'll be, just be better because I don't have to worry mm. about them losing later. But um, yeah, I just don't, I don't see the Yankees winning. I don't think that they. I don't think yeah. that this season was meant for them. If it was a full season, sure, but this season, the wackiness, the funkiness, just not not for the Yankees. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. Like I, I hold out hope that the Yankees can, you know, again just turn on Put the switch, together. like I was saying before. But I just I, I don't know I don't know the way they've been playing the last you know the last month doesn't exactly give me confidence that they you know they'll have the ability to do so, and they do have the talent, but it's just I don't know it's it, the way watching them every single day just doesn't give you a ton of confidence going into the playoffs that they again you know what's been, on it you know what's like uh, there's nothing worse than a team being boring mm. and mm-hmm. this Yankees team this year was boring the complete opposite of 2017 yes. like the complete like the like the you had you had uh, not a ton of expectations they were just surprising you at every single turn in 2017 and honestly again if the Astros didn't cheat i honestly think like the Yankees would have won the world series in 2017 without without shadow of doubt i mean even uh, la- yeah. even last year they, they they i know it's not the 2017 season because that was just you know its own thing but last year the Yankees were fun as hell to watch too i mean and it's yeah. just this is just totally different. Even 2018, they were fun. They've been fun to watch for the past three years. And this this one, it's like, I, I always say I'd rather be bad and exciting and mm. developing than boring and above average or boring. Underwhelming, like, you know, well, underachieving. Because yeah, you, you actually, you know, the second they signed Garrett Cole, that's what they were like, okay, they filled in the one need that they needed. And, you know, like, all these other needs popped up. These, yeah. And then, like, expectations were just so high. Mm. For the Yankees coming into the season again, we were talking again after the first week of the season. We were talking about the Alec. You, I, you're not. You said they would win more than 50 games this season. I said. Uh, I said no. I said they I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if I, I would be shocked if they lost 20. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they they lost if 10. they if they only lost 10. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. That's a big difference. I uh, wish I could repeat that weird old baby who calls the fan voice, so I could say, "I pee, Rudy Gobert." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, Can we I... talk about Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau, man, it wasn't his fault. It was Andrew Wiggins' fault always. That's uh, your fault, man. My, it's my, not your fault. I'm gonna Can go... we talk about Dwight Powell? <laughs> <laughs> These deep cuts are actually, they're good choices by you. I know. They're pretty good choices. I know what I get. Dude, Seth Curry is actually a really good player. (laughs) Who is a better player, Austin Rivers or Seth Curry? (laughs) I think the Dodgers and Rays 
rise to the top and, and face each other in the World Series. How about that? Wow, two number one seeds. Real, yeah. real, it's real so bold. chalky, it just might work. And I think that Pete, did Rays you watch win. a game this season? I'm honestly asking. Did you watch a game I'm gonna, of baseball I'm gonna this bre- season? I'm going to break it down and keep it 100 right now. I've probably watched <laughs> like 8 to 11 Mets games. <laughs> Probably, I'm happy he's honest. I probably watched like a dozen, honestly, like a dozen Yankee games. I think I've watched more Yankees than Mets uh, just because we watched a couple of games together and I would throw them on. Uh, do doubleheaders even count? I don't know. I'll say a dozen. I've watched one or two more Yankee games than Mets games. And as far as national baseball, I may have watched like a total of like 14 innings. I mean, I'm just being real. How how could I? There was basketball every night, and it was like the playoffs. I'm not going to watch the Cubs play the Braves on Sunday night baseball on ESPN. I'm just not going to do it. So it is what it is. I understand. It is what it is. He's getting testy right now. No, I'm just saying, you know, like, frankly, it was something we talked about on this podcast. Now we're going to get long-winded, but, like, baseball, from a national perspective, it's like, it's harder to talk about. It's harder to keep track of all of these dudes. You can, yeah, it's you bigger, can. It's bigger rosters. It's bigger, and especially the way the the teams construct themselves nowadays. Like yeah. even the 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 amount of pitchers that were being used throughout the season. Like they they used more pitchers in the first four weeks of this season than they did the entire nineteen ninety eight season. Like of all of all time, I think this was the uh, like the third most. That's crazy. Uh, I don't even understand how that's possible. And this that's is a sixty. Insane. This is that's a six. Insane. A sixty. Was that due to season. injuries? Yeah, injuries, players being called up, the shuttle service, right. the third most, the That's third insane, most bro. amount of pitchers thrown in an entire season, and we're talking a sixty-game sample size. They would have blown nuts, past dude. it in one hundred and sixty-two games. That's insane. Like I, I, I'm picking the Rays to win the World Series. Like who's even their best hitter right now? Is it Austin Meadows? Is Brand, he Brandon Lau? Is it Brandon Lau? Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau and Austin Meadows are like Brandon the Lau. only two guys I even confidently know. G-Man Choi. Yeah, I don't know. Ex Yankee, ex Yankee. Let's go Great Blake Snell. Enjoy. I don't know. Blake Snell's pretty cool. <laughs> Let's go Rays. I'm a big Rays guy. Me and Dick Vitale. Big Rays fan. Anyways, I don't know. That's just it. It's true. We have anything else to say about baseball? I don't know. That's all I got. I got nothing else, clearly. Pete's done. <laughs> I got I nothing else to offer. I on Pete tonight. No, no. I'm <laughs> just being honest. Like I honestly have nothing. I don't have anything left. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's there's not much to talk about. I followed, I purposely, so this is part of my thing, too, and this will be my last words. I'll do my last words first. I want baseball to push socially the way basketball pushes socially. I want to scroll through my Instagram at night and see on multiple different accounts home runs from Tatis and uh, from Mike Trout and from LeMayhew or, or nice plays. You don't have the house of highlights feel with baseball like you do with basketball. You cannot watch basketball and feel like you know what's going down, what's happening. I had to follow the Padres account because I was interested in their players. I followed the White Sox account because I was interested in their players. Same with the Braves. Do you, fo- do you follow Pitching Ninja on uh, I do I follow mean, I, my Twitter. I, I disagree with you. There's Cut 4. Cut 4 does great. Yeah, but that's there's, MLB. They they own that. But Okay, but it, it's, it's MLB. I'm saying there's not like a lot of outside sources pushing well, all these still, different Bar stuff. still has Starting 9, which is a really good uh, baseball podcast. I mean, there's, there's stuff out there uh, for... Um, not baseball, baseball Twitter presence and Instagram presence. I mean, there's there's people out there. Pitching Ninja's fantastic himself. I mean, I MLB just, account does a good job. I just wish it was more. I just wish it was everywhere. I, I wish it was I, more I, places. I, I, I agree to an That's extent, fair. but they've actually done a lot better of a job in the past two, three years of being able, making things available compared to their 
Yeah, they're not they perfect. Used to, they used, but, they yeah. used to they used to give strikes against people who used to post. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, they used to I'm glad that they're making the move that, away from up that. to like up like even like two three years ago they were still doing that shit. Like it was crazy. And, and I would put like, MLB's how, how, Instagram, like the one that they run, probably number one above NBA and NFL. I just think the outside forces of promoting it just don't exist as much. And maybe it's just what I follow. Maybe that's on me. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it. I follow well, Pitch Ninja. Well, NBA is, again, stuff. You're, you're talking about smaller rosters. You're talking about star-driven leagues. You're talking about... Faces you're putting, you know, you're base, seeing baseball's more. a more local sport, uh, just for what, whatever the reason may be, you know. But... Uh, Those little merchandise. The, the, ra- the, ra- the ratings were up. Basketball. The ratings were up yeah. this season with uh, women and with uh, people uh, younger age, like 18 to 49. Like, Hell the yeah. ratings were up, so... Love it. I mean, Ratings are down in basketball, hope. technically, so... What am I saying? So there's a little, little hope for baseball. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, anyways, well, I did my last word. So, uh, Andrew Kalanya, how about you? Last words for somebody sports talk? Uh, again, uh, you know the the there's there's so much randomness in, in the in the postseason that you know you don't really know what you're gonna get. But again, uh, my final word would be to Yankee fans who are a little nervous. Again, they have the talent to go punch for punch with anybody, and you know, again, if if they can turn it on and Aaron Boone can manage the way they can. They can, they can definitely make a deep run. You know, just a lot of things have to uh, click right for the Yankees to, to make a deep run in the playoffs. And, you know, you just got to believe and just, just have fun with it. And we'll see you on Tuesday, everybody. Hell yeah. Alec, last words. Um, I, I'm not looking forward to the playoffs. <laughs> That's my last words. Damn, yeah, that car is loud as hell. You heard that? <laughs> Unreal. You're not looking forward to it. I, I, no. I'm, I, thought I, it was, I thought that was your sound bite or something. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll pretend that was a drop. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the playoffs this year. I mean, this is – I've never said that before with the Yankees going to the playoffs. I just I, – I, I'm not looking forward to a boring two teams that are – one team that's a little bit above – potential and is average versus a team that's a little bit below potential and is average. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, yeah. it's nothing, to, it's nothing to get excited about. And I think the Yankees well, I, are going to lose. I hope there's some energy that comes around Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week where it is exciting and it makes a whole load of people who maybe have been keeping just a finger on it all year tune in and it feels big. I think that'll be a, a really big thing for, for baseball. Uh, just making it's be hard feel, with no fans. Right. It's, it's not going to be easy, but making it feel big, especially when they get to those neutral site games, like that that'll be really cool if you can you can feel the moments and feel how big it are big it is and and, and all that. So uh we'll we'll see how it goes for the Yankees and we'll be back. Uh Alec Argento, Andrew Kalanya, I'm Pete Kennedy. See you everybody. My dog is sitting next to me. She's been so quiet and good this whole time. She's awesome. Shout out to her. Subway Sports Dog, baby. If you like what you've been hearing, subscribe, rate, review. Turn on your notifications, tell your friends, hit us on Instagram, Subway Sports Talk, Twitter, Subway Sports Talk, T L K. That's it basketball and football episodes to come as the week moves on. Thank you for listening.